from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the show. Kristen Bergunder joining us here. She's the owner of her own company and interior designer at Kristen Ann Interior Design. Also, she's a realtor, and uh, we have a lot to talk about that. It's Compass Real Estate, and she's based out of Westfield, Indiana. How are you today? I am fantastic. Pleasure to Let have you know if back. For any reason, I'm sorry. What? Oh, I said pleasure to have you back. Go ahead. What's wrong? Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Let me know if my signal gets a little funky on you for any reason. I um, my house is surrounded by trees, so my my phone tends to want to work at will when uh, uh, it has a mind of its own. And my connection this morning has been a little spotty. So. All right. Well, so far, so good. I will so of that up front. Oh, okay. Thank you for telling me. And by the way, I'll tell yeah. you this. Your website, KristenAnnInteriorDesign.com. And that's Kristen spelled K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-N-N. So please introduce yourself to our listeners today. Sure, sure. So my name is Kristen Bergender. I own a interior design firm located out of Westfield, Indiana, which is in the northern suburbs of Indianapolis, uh, and as Jill had mentioned, I'm also a real estate agent with Compass. Um, I've been in the design field for well over a decade, uh, but did not get diligently indulged in um, a business, if you will, until just shy of about 10 years ago. Um, and uh, real estate kind of folded into that afterwards, um, but thoroughly enjoy the fact that the two work hand-in-hand and complement one another, which has been a huge benefit for all of my clients, both on the real estate side and on the design side. It's been a lot of fun. (laughs) Perfect. Well, we're glad to have you back and to talk more about the work you're doing. And in particular, where did you want to start for today? Well, um, so, you know, we are kind of approaching uh, the end of the year, which, you know, projects tend to be seasonal uh, to some degree, you know, with our warmer months, uh, you know, people sometimes will focus a little bit more outside. Um, And then when we get into, you know, our fall months, people tend to start focusing on those interior projects, um, which, you know, it it really is kind of dependent upon what kind of projects you're talking about. Um, And this time of the year, most of our contractors are scheduling into next year. Um, so, you know, I've had a number of folks that have gotten in touch with me and they're like, oh, I would love to have my kitchen remodeled, you know, before the holidays or a bathroom or just have a refresh done. And I've kind of tried to explain to people that this time of the year tends to be a little tough with contractors inside and outside, um, because they are, you know, completing their finishing projects for the year. And so just, you know, just to be prepared that if there are some things that you would like to do, there's a very good chance that it would be pushed into next year and not, you know, getting those things done before the holidays. So I'm seeing a lot of that right now where the expectations of the timeline are not very realistic, if you will. (laughs) Interesting. All right, that's another good thing. That's right, because the holidays are here and it's just, wow. And let me ask you, I mean, with your interior design work, do people actually change up their home? I know you put decorations up and stuff, but interior work, like curtains and stuff for the holidays, do people, is that something that you also specialize in? Well, no, I don't typically do like seasonal adjustments, um, you know, in terms of kind of making 
a home look different for the and or holiday. I do see a lot of um, kind of a refresh, you know, where someone's going from one color palette to another or a different style of furnishing and decor into, um, you know, a completely different palette that is different from what they currently have. Uh, in most cases, it tends to be uh, we're either updating uh, from a style that has kind of outdated itself uh, into something that, you know, they're inspired by. Um, now, you know, everybody looks on Pinterest or Howl or anywhere yeah. else and they're like, ooh, ah, I love that. I want it. <laughs> um, you know, either that or... Uh, you know, with, with COVID and a bunch of other things that have happened over the last couple of years, a lot stared at all the walls in their home. And so they've kind of just gotten either bored with the look or maybe they haven't, you know, changed the room in a long period of time. So I think that because of the amount of time that we spent in our homes, we did find that a lot more people were adjusting the overall aesthetic and the way that their homes function, not just you know, doing a kitchen update or bathroom update or new flooring, they were really changing how their home functioned. Uh, so that has become very prevalent over the last about 18 months to two years, for sure. Interesting. Which is a good thing. Yeah, no, of yeah. course, keeping you yeah. busy. And by the way, your area yeah. of focus uh, in your uh, state, Indiana, but you also do virtual work too? I do. Um, I work with some clients virtually. The only thing that I try to explain to people in that aspect is that can be challenging is that I usually always tend to work better when I can physically see a space, walk into it, feel it, and also see how it relates to other areas of the home. So, for example, yesterday I had gone in with a contractor to do a uh, pretty significant bathroom remodel. Um, the, you know, this is. Uh, it's, it's a home in Carmel, and, you know, back in the day when they would put carpet in bathrooms, which I don't really understand how that ever was popular. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but lots of carpet, lots of wallpaper, and just, you know, um, you know the ginormous bathtub that's like a, a miniature swimming pool for kids. Um, and... You know, kind of trying to make sure that when we update that bathroom or when we start to go into some finished elections and things that we're also keeping it consistent with the rest of the home. wasn't a whole lot update-wise, if you will, that she wanted to do the rest of the home. Maybe a couple couches swapped out or things like that. But we didn't want, the, we don't want the bathroom to turn around and feel like a completely separate room in the, in, in the house that doesn't fit. Um, and so we're going to keep with some traditional choices and, you know, things like that to where when you walk in through the house and if you do step into that master bath, you're not like, you know, wow, you know, now it makes the rest of the house feel like it needs to be updated and it doesn't yeah. because she likes it, uh-huh. you know, so kind of keeping that feel and that look cohesive. Uh, I think some people tend to struggle with that once they start a remodel project is that, I mean, I have this struggle in my own home. I think my husband's going to kill me. Uh, we did a kitchen facelift and you know repainted the whole main floor and you know in the process of doing that you kind of bleed into other areas of the home and so you know trying to keep that cohesive balance and so now I have a laundry list of you know other projects that I would you know would like to do slowly but surely but other people struggle with that too once I'm part of the home it's Nine times out of ten, at some point, we'll bleed into other areas of the house. So 
just trying to, you know, prepare for that mentally. <laughs> Got it. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, you obviously do some amazing work. You do uh, also the offering, the 2D and 3D imaging. I think that's super important, right, to show people what it's going to look like. Uh, I think that's always a great thing. And, um, you know, you also, you mentioned about uh, paint colors and consults and stuff. And you mentioned because they don't like helping people pick out colors. What, what, what's happening with that? Wait. <laughs> so you do everything. Yes. Yes. Well, and, you know, a lot of the contractors that I work with, so for example, you know, the gentleman that I had met yesterday was doing that bathroom consult. Like, they have input because it's their profession, right? Yeah. They will tell a client, you know, for example, moving a toilet. You know, the plumbing that runs to a toilet is a different size pipe the rest of the plumbing in your bathroom. And so people are like, oh, you know, can we just take this from here and move it over there and then take this and then knock that wall down and, you know, and, and, not, and maybe HGTV and some other programs have, you know, made people believe that, those kinds of things are, are not terribly involved, if you will, but they really are. Um, and so the contractors, their aid, um, a design concept is being realistic within what the client would like to do and providing constructive feedback, but having an understanding, you know, if the budget is endless, they can do anything that you want them to do. Uh, but nobody has an endless budget, uh, you know, to some, <laughs> some degree there's probably none or very few people that would say, well, you know, at the end of the day, I just want what I want and I don't care what it costs. <laughs> yeah. But they're, you know, they they enjoy being a part of the construction, you know, piece of it. How do we accomplish, you know, new flooring, new vanities, new mirrors, things of that nature, but the actual design piece of it, they try to not be the the bearer of communication for the client because that's just more time consuming for them. Um, they don't want, you know, a client to come to them and say, these are the three different forms I've picked. What do you think? Um, they just, and the same thing with paint colors and everything else. And so um, I've had, you know, contractors where their clients have not engaged use of a designer or someone to come in and assist them with that. And they've said, you know, look, if, even if I pay for your consultation fee, can you come in and chat with them? Because they know that that process makes things a little bit easier for them because um, they're just going to head off, you know, the client asking those questions or be a part of that. And it expedites the speed of things too, you know, knowing what needs to happen when it needs to happen and ensuring they get the materials that they need in the time that they need them. So um, definitely I call myself the, uh, aside from being the artistic aspect of it, and I'm, I'm, I'm the troubleshooter. I solve problems. <laughs> of course. That's awesome. And yeah. then find us how we can reach out to you. We'll take a quick break. Sure. Um, so my website, www.kristinanninteriordesign.com or uh, phone number 317-376-3351. Perfect. Sounds good. And also website, social media pages. Yes. Uh, so I do have Facebook. I have Instagram. Um, I have LinkedIn. I'm a little hesitant to continue, you know, 
adding more pages, if you will, aside from Pinterest and things like that, just because it's an animal to manage, as you can imagine. (laughs) I could imagine. I hear you. All right, let's do this. We'll take our break, and we'll be right back with more. Has life seemed to have lost its vibrancy? Do you need help sorting through some of the things going on in your life and in your mind and in your heart? Well, I got good news. You are not alone, and I am here to help. I am Alice Ward, licensed professional counselor, supervisor, owner, and private practitioner of Transformation Begins Within. Let me help you learn some strategic steps and therapeutic tools to help you on your journey to wellness. You can reach me at transformingmindsets.com. Be mindful, be well, be free. Therapy is my love language. Welcome to Everything Outdoors. Can I help you find anything? Hey, yeah. Can you point us to the camping gear? Sure. I'll too. Snowboarding? Just bought a new Nissan Pathfinder. It's got intelligent 4x4, and we want to hit the backcountry. I'll 18. And the boats? Are you sure you can do all this? Up to 6,000 pounds towing. We're good to go. Oh, where's the scuba gear? Return to rugged in the all-new 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Available intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Towing capability varies by configuration. See Nissan Owner's Manual for proper use. Hey guys, this is Casey Armstrong. Domestic and family violence causes fear and harm to the mind, the body, and the spirit. The soundtrack for the movie 17 Days is a musical depiction of what is captured on film. The soundtrack is here to change the course of direction of anyone who is involved in abuse. Actors Miguel Nunez Jr. and Omar Gooding help capture the true emotion of what the journey of being in a domestic violent relationship feels like with their award-winning performances. The first single is Walk Away. Walk Away has a hypnotic pattern, yet refreshing point of view for anyone who can relate to the difficulty of being made to feel as if you are always the cause of the problem in a relationship. The album is produced by AEMG, DJ Profluent, and Terry D Films, and is composed of songs from award-winning artists and producers such as Chub Rock, Drummer Boy Fresh, Five Mics featuring Dave East, Stunna for Vegas, Omar Gooding, Styles P, and many, many more. For more information, go to at 17 Days The Movie. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back. It's all about interior design. We're here with Kristen Ann, interior design. Go to the website. She's from Westfield, Indiana, and we're talking about the work she does here. Also, as a licensed realtor, uh, there's so much that she loves to do to help her clients with. And again, for add big value to what she does, she offers a 2D, 3D design staging consult for agents as well with owner-occupied homes. And uh, I love that you wear that designer hat all the time, which has got to be difficult, right? So someone who started out loving uh, zoology and exotic animals, right, and thought you'd be working in that field, here you are uh, with your own business, <laughs> and let alone the yeah. transportation field. I mean, you've had a pretty extensive uh, career, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. It's evolved tremendously, for sure. That's why I kind of like to tell people, you know, my, my son is, uh, he is, he just graduated from high school last year, and just knowing my own path, um, you know, he has kind of said, I don't know what I want to do, Mom, you know, and nowadays, everybody, 
is pushing, you know, for college and you need to go to college to figure, you know, further your education and, you know, figure out your career in life. And fortunately, a lot of the discussion that I've had with him is involving going into the trades, which makes me really excited because in the field that I work in, um, it is a little concerning to see that, um, you know, a lot of our veteran people that have been in this field for a long period of time are carpenters, plumbers. Uh, plumbers, HVAC guys, you know, they're they're getting a little older uh, and exiting this field for retirement. And so just kind of the way that the world has evolved with technology and everything else, the focus hasn't necessarily been on the trade. You know, when, you, when you're in school, depending on the school district that you're in, um, there isn't a whole lot of push or training, you know, for plumbers and painters and carpenters and and there's so much money to be had there, as well as, like, freedom that you may not have in other areas. And so a lot of the contractors that I've worked with over time, um, there are, you know, a, a lot of different ethnicities that have entered this field. A lot of Hispanics have come into this field um, self-taught, if you will, uh, which is outstanding, and their work is really, really good. But I do think that we need to push uh, for younger kids to be more exposed to the trades um, because at some point we're going to feel a gap (laughs) where we don't have enough people in that field. Um, And because it's going to be such high demand, I know I see a lot of HVAC companies and such where they're offering bonuses and incentives and, you know, we'll pay for all of your training. And then on top of that, we're going to give you a really good job right out of the gate. Um, and so I've had a lot of, you know, conversation with other designers and other people in the industry. They do a lot of, um, job events, you know, where they are recruiting people, um, at a young age, you know, to be a little more exposed to this field. And so, you know, kind of through my own experience through school and how that changed and evolved over time. And then I landed where I am, you know, that didn't come when I was 20 years old, (laughs) um, and so, you know, it's something that kind of, you know, just grew with me over time and, you know, God pointed a path, if you will, to, um, you know, kind of help me realize what it is that I really wanted to do in life and what my passion was. So definitely feel like uh, a lot of people are probably that way, you know, or they, they're not, you know, at a young age, I think that you have to have some experience uh, in order to determine what it is that you would like to do. And definitely in this field, this is, you know, I learned a lot in the book, if you will, but, but the experience that you get from the actual physical part of the job is 120% better uh, than anything that you're going to learn in school by far. Um, and just dealing with people in general, the different personalities, uh, different projects, different budgets, um, just all around uh, the experience that you get firsthand is, is by far better um, over time than anything that you will learn in a book. So I agree. I agree. And what else did you want to share about the work that you're doing? My goodness, you got a lot going on. And is this like, what, what would you say your busy seasons are? Or is it all the time? It tends to vary just because, um, you know, warmer weather here in Indiana, you know, we're not California, Florida, where it's you know, primarily warm and and sunny the majority of the year. And so we do have seasonal projects 
uh, that come to play outdoors being in the warmer months. But the warm weather tends to just spike people um, to feel, you know, they get a little boost of energy, if you will, with, you know, being creative. We have, you know, everybody's busy with summer vacations and such. And then in the winter, you know, people buckle down. And then we've got the holidays that, you know, cost funds and, and things like that. But, you know, when people are indoors, they kind of feel like that's a good time to do indoor projects. And so, I mean, I don't necessarily, I, the summer months are by far busier from a real estate and design perspective. Um, but, you know, primarily here, I think that the interior projects slow down just because of weather. It's just seasonal with the holidays being around and stuff. People don't want their kitchen torn up right in the middle of, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, so I think it's just a selection, you know, as far as picking and choosing you know, their battles and also being realistic with the time frame because I can definitely say that that's something where people tend to not realize. <laughs> and again, maybe that's just, you know, HDTV or some of these interior, you know, programs that we see on TV where they're like, you know, pick out everything and then we'll have your kitchen and your home hole all remodeled in home. <laughs> it does not work that way <laughs> at all. Um, and the, you know, the planning part of it, I think, is something that people tend to lose or misunderstand is that uh, depending on the project that you have, the planning part of it in of itself, you know, can take a month. It can take two months. It kind of just depends on your time frame and, and not rushing that, um, you know, to, to get all the fine details of the project that you've got to do as well as the finishes. And being realistic, again, about the budget, um, some people tend to overexert themselves or underexert themselves and not quite realize at the end of the day what it's going to cost because I know I have struggled, you know, normally I could walk into a client's home and say, well, you know, based on what you'd like to do, you should have this window of opportunity for cost. And because numbers have changed so much, that's really hard to do right now. Um, and from contractor to contractor, I mean, I was just helping a, a client yesterday with trying to find a bench for her bathroom, and I'm like, holy cow, you know, like the prices of these have doubled. <laughs> so I was struggling finding something within what she wanted to spend, and I find that over and over and over again. So making sure that we're educating people about, um, you know, the realistic cost that is involved in our projects has been somewhat troublesome, you know, if you will, and it um, deflated them, you know, to, to feel like they can get what they'd like to get done uh, within what they're willing to spend. So um, I think that the planning piece of it from the drawings and everything else has also become a little bit more prevalent just because having that concrete plan of um, the gentleman that I worked with yesterday in order for him to do what he needs to do, he needs my plan first because uh, the client has to okay that. And then he can better understand, am I working with, you know, one vanity, two vanities, a custom shower that's, you know, 60 by 48 or 36 by 32. Um, and so it's really challenging for him to put his, his numbers together until we have a concrete plan on my end. Um, so that's where those, aside from the visual aspect of the drawing, it's, helps everybody get on the same page as far as the expectations of the project. Um, and everybody wants a visual, not just the client, but the contractors greatly appreciate that visual. A lot of times I'll go in and I pin those pictures up with tape on the wall 
so that everybody can see it, even if I'm not involved in the project all the way through. It becomes a huge benefit for everybody involved, uh, for sure. <laughs> Beautiful. It sure is. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, uh, we still got uh, two minutes left in the show. How did you want to leave off for your listeners today? Um, I would just say, no matter what, you know, what kind of project you want to tackle uh, within your home, I always recommend, you know, the, the process of a project just isn't the service that's involved, but also the people that you work with. You want to like the people that you work with. You want to feel that they're very well educated, that they're providing you sound advice and the quality of the work that's going to be produced fits your needs. Um, and so I always encourage people to, you know, don't just go with that one contractor that was recommended by your neighbor. You know, take the time to talk with multiple people from the design side, from the contractor side, because everybody's going to work a little bit differently and they're all going to provide you different sound advice um, from one contractor to another. And then don't always select the guy that's the cheapest. Um, just because that price tag is less from the initial start, um, you know, can mean a number of things. Either they are legitimately cheaper, it may, you may sacrifice on quality, you may sacrifice on thoroughness. So ask a lot of questions. Um, just don't shortchange yourself in that aspect. So, you know, part of the process of a project is also, you know, the client's willingness to ask all of the right questions and be thorough on their end too. And be prepared. So that would be my advice for the day. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you so much. We appreciate your time here. And one more time, tell us the website and how we can reach you. Sure. Uh, com with two I's and 317-376-3351. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here, for joining us, and looking forward to the next time we get to connect. Okay, sounds good. You have a great day. You too. Thanks so much. And to all of our listeners, please stay tuned. More of the show is on the way. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I like things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I do the same things over and over until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.